Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here. On the show this week, we take you through a full roasting of coffee live with co-host Jesse Nelson of Conduit Coffee. We recorded this episode through an entire roast process, so it is mostly unedited. We decided to just go with the flow so you can experience what roasting coffee is all about. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this sort of show format, so please feel free to send an email to joseph at coffeeloversmag.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. My microphone is way too loud. I gotta turn it down. We're gonna roast. I'm here with Jesse and we're roasting. Roasting live. We've got no plan. We're just going with it. I thought we had a plan. I thought we, I thought we discussed this. We do have a plan. I'm just, I'm just acting <laughs> like we got no plan, so it sounds even better when you know you just the show showed comes up. out well. You just showed up. I just showed up randomly. Is it live? No. I'm not that good yet. <laughs> Next time. This I mean, yes, it is live. Weren't you, weren't you sitting with us, readers, listeners, as we were broadcasting? No, I'm not going to Viewers, gonna do all right. So you just put green coffee in the thing? Yep. And now you're dropping it in the thing? That is it. That so thing. we just put the green coffee into the roasting drum. And if you uh, can hear it kind of shuffling around in there. Listen to that lovely audio, folks. That's basically a glorified oven. Shaking those beans around on a, on a rotating ground to keep them from getting too hot on the metal. The uh, temperature's dropping down from our starting temp, our charge temp. Drop the coffee in, it dips back down to about 200 degrees. And then starts its rise back up through the roasting process. Exciting. So yeah, you, it kind uh, of is, in a way. You've been going through a few processes today, so uh, when you drop the coffee in there, the roaster was already kind of prepped and everything. Right. Um, what are we roasting? Uh, so this here? is actually, this is just a demonstration blend that we're going to do with you. Um, been roasting uh, various other blends today in a couple single origins, but it's more of a production roast day of, of solid blends going out to bigger accounts. Um, but uh, this particular batch that we're gonna record here is uh, we're gonna go through the whole the whole process, so we can listen to the first crack and then the second crack and talk about some of those reactions. Uh, maybe generate some questions if anybody has any. We can follow that up. Um, you and I have actually had this idea for a while. Yeah. I'm not sure why we're just now doing it. I'm, I'm maybe trying it's to a new microphone, and so it's maybe. inspiring. I'm trying to think if we've actually done it before, but I guess we had never have. Just walk through a roast. We've recorded a couple of things, but not just kind yeah. of live going through the... Not for the podcast. I don't think so. Well, the listeners of two and a half years or whatever. However I can't remember if that was for the magazine or for the radio. Or both. Or both. Um, so please stop us if we're repeating ourselves. Yeah, stop us right now as you're listening. Yep. And we're recording. Obviously but you can't alive. because we're not alive. Ha. Ha. Ha, ha. You have to listen. We're in a mystery cave somewhere in the hills of Queen Anne. Did you listen to the Halloween episode? Yeah. No. The, uh, the Wi-Fi had an issue or something like that. Everyone listening now, stop and walk away. Never listen to Jesse again. I'm totally going to just cut out all of your audio tracks from every episode from now on. And it's going to be me talking to a ghost. 
exactly. Just like that. No, you can't do that with the coffee beans, Jesse. That's disgusting. What are you thinking? You said what? Okay, so... I'm not sure where to continue from here. I don't know either. I might have to do some slight editing. We're, no, we're not going to edit the show. It's just going to be flat out. Okay. We just start with the next batch. So we got green coffee in, and now it's kind of tumbling and turning. And it is kind of like... I mean... Tell me about your process for figuring out how to... Like, because there's a bit of finesse in, in how you apply the heat and all that sort of thing, and there's some controls you got here, so... Um, I don't know, tell me about the process you go through. I don't know, you're listening to loud to pay attention. So, basically we're in the drying stage of the coffee right now. Um, you can see the beans went in and they're a little bit darker green. So drying stage, so when the green coffee yeah. goes in, there's there's moisture. There's a moisture yeah. content. Yeah. Um, so that varies between the coffee and the age of the coffee and then our humidity and how we're storing the coffee here. So that's actually a really important care, you know, like, uh, uh, important uh, a consideration along the way of how coffee's stored and how it's shipped to you and where you store it. And, you know, you don't want it showing up from UPS in the back of a truck after baking in the sun all day. All right. It's going to change a lot of that. It's going to make it stale, just like any other produce item. Yeah. So, well, yeah. They, uh, uh, so now this is a great time because the beans are actually starting to turn yellow. Right, so that means the drying stage is over and the cooking process has started to begin. So that's, uh, um, we're gonna start adding some more air at this point. Just to touch on the moisture part, that's a challenge that they have in places like Papua New Guinea, where the port that the coffee goes out of, right. is super humid. And so what oh, yeah, and most they do with most of the coffee is they keep it up in the mountains yep. until like high altitude where it's much less humid, where they can have a much more appropriate moisture balance in the exactly. coffee and just the until they're ready to ship and then they bring it down and try to ship it as quickly as possible. Right. But the amount of uh, money that the industry has too, you know, and how much they care about that. If it's just all commodity grade and there's no traceability, they don't necessarily need to worry about their warehouses. That's know? true. But if we're getting stale coffee here and it's like, what the heck guys? Um, yeah. So that whole certification process is really kind of honing in worldwide. And it's good to see because there's a lot of uh, new accountability that we have in places where we didn't, like Sumatra. Um, Starbucks has actually had a pretty good effort for that. So as we've been here since the beginning of the roast, we've had coffee in the cooling tray down below. So that essentially is where the coffee ends after the roast to cool down quick. So we're going to turn this on and get this out of, out of the way. So the cooling process is also pretty important. I mean, we can touch on that later um, when the batch yeah. that we're following gets to that point. But Exactly. I mean, just, you know, you, you want the coffee to cool down consistent, consistently and quickly. So you want to stop the cooking process, yeah. like green beans or something like that, where you, you, know, you want to blanch them or you want to get them in the ice after, you, after they're done boiling. Stop blanching. Uh, I don't know. Maybe? Yeah, sure. Why not? Unfortunately, you can't blanch coffee. Not yet. How do we know? So could you, could you do a little it? wipe down here? Cause it's could a, you do it with like dry ice or something? Um, blanch the coffee? I don't know. I, you should just see if one of the listeners happens to put a YouTube video of blanching coffee with dry ice. Super cooling coffee? Hopefully not in a the roast. Video. <laughs> no. Oops. We do not recommend it. So it's interesting watching the the green. So in the in right. the drum here, you can't see it obviously because you only have ears today. Uh, but I'm going to put the microphone closer so that you can see better. 
Yeah, they're definitely getting a little bit more golden brown. Yeah, you know, they're starting to look pretty tasty. Uh, they're still really hard. Um, they're getting a little bit larger in size, but it's really just the heat's getting inside the beans and starting to kind of push that out. I've turned the air over so there's more air going over the beans. Um, there's a lot of radiant heat at the beginning of the roast, and then towards the end you want to move to a convective heat so you get more air flowing over it. Um, and that's to help kind of wick the moisture away and also help the outside of the bean catch up with the heat on the inside of the bean. And that helps just a nice, you know, good, clean roast throughout. But these basic principles, you know, every roaster design is different, but these basic principles are the same no matter what scale. Um, you know, and then there's certain efficiencies you can get to with uh, larger systems. Or, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's interesting. Less care for the curve. When you get to that point, I know there's some roasters that they... So you're, you're working on a, a 10 kilo? machine here? Five kilo. Five kilo machine, 10 pounds. Um, so a lot of the larger, well, sort of larger small roasters, like, you know, they'll have a few stores or whatever relocated in the city. Not a large, large roaster that might be doing hundreds of thousands or millions of pounds, but a place that's doing certainly tens of thousands of pounds. They are on machines that are, what, like 50 kilo or something like that? Uh, what are, like, the larger probot yeah, I mean, it, it depends. But yeah, I mean, like a one bag size, kind of like a 50 kilo or 60 so kilo machine. So you do 100, pretty, 150 pounds right. at a time? Right, uh, that's pretty popular. Uh, 80 kilo, yeah. I think Cafe Beta has a 80 kilo and 120 kilo. So those are those are pretty big sizes yeah. for roasters. They're doing some 100,000 pounds a year. And it's kind of weird, because I've seen, I've seen like roasters roasting on that size. But the it seems like the, the roast that they test with is different than the roast that they end up with. Like, I don't know if they, they test roast on the big machines to really Not really. It out. I mean, that's, that's, that's a kind of a fun place where we are with our business model at Conduit is that we have a small batch roaster, so we can we can crank out a lot of coffee. You know, I mean, we can certainly do more, um, obviously with a larger roaster, but we can do a lot more custom coffee, and it's not that big of a waste and cost-wise, money-wise, to do a full batch that's a sample batch and see how it behaves on a normal scale. You know, whereas if you're going to put 150 pounds of coffee in at five bucks a pound, that's that's a that's an expensive sample batch. Yeah. You know, and we can do a pretty nice test of where we're going to go for five pounds or seven and a half pounds. Yeah. That it just it's it becomes kind of a weird dynamic because it, this this in in many respects makes a lot more sense to me because you can figure out exactly what you need to do with the coffee in this roaster. Right. In this roaster. Yeah, but our scale is so small. Your scale is small, and that's why you can do that. Right. It's cute. Um, it's also the best part of coffee. That's why we're doing it. You know, being able to control that and have fun with it and have a lot of variety, that's, that's, that's the best part. So, yeah, you know, it just makes me, me wonder if there, if it's possible even to, to do this kind of really customized roasting on a much larger scale. I don't know. I don't know. So we're coming up to yep. first crack. Um, well, you might be able to hear it, but yeah, we'll it's, I mean, it's going to be about another 30 seconds or so, but we're coming into it. Um, Get to the point. You can see the beans have definitely turned yep. much darker brown. Uh, this is kind of like into that, yeah, um, approaching the cinnamon coloring. So as they get to this nice, consistent sort of um, even roast, um, you can sort of like the colors sort of equal out. Then I kick the air all the way over, so there's maximum convective heat, and I do that right before first cracks or first crack starts. Uh, you can put the microphone here to. So, and that's gonna 
Hopefully that'll pick up some of the cracking sounds. Yeah, it's, it's going to get louder too here yeah. in a minute. Um, this is a random bl uh, blend of just random beans, so they they're doing cracks at different times. Gotcha. Um, just like having different. We, yeah, so at this point, basically, coffee becomes edible. You know, that's kind of the defining part. Um, you can hear the cracking. Yep. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's really so this, cool. is, this is the same uh, uh, what am I trying to say? The same uh, endothermic reaction, right, where it's absorbing heat into the moisture, the moisture is expanding, so it's the same reaction as popcorn popping. Um, and then as we move forward, there's actually going to be a second crack. And that's something that that's, we'll get there. Yep, we will. In a few minutes. So this roast is about 15 minutes long total. Seems to be a good length with this kind of scale to this roaster. Mm -hmm. um, so you, when I see when I see and when maybe many of our listeners have seen videos of people roasting, you know, you've you've got the roaster here, so people maybe have a good idea what it looks like, and you've got this sort of like little uh, handle um, yep. scoop thing. The where trier. You could, the, tri yeah. the what's it called? The trier. The trier. Yeah, that's very good, original name. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good name for it. Where the you trial. can kind of kind of get in there and take a look. I don't see you do that much anymore when you're roasting. Um, um. We definitely do. I mean, there's when you do lighter batches and they're much more finicky of a curve, and you're doing your much, you're way into the kind of that like very specific roasting curve because you're ending at a very light point in the coffee. So you want to make sure it's it's all there. Yeah. So the the trier and what you, how you observe that, um, you know that that's much more relevant when you get into these batches, uh, kind of what we're doing today on these production batches, and then this one, just doing the same profiles, the other ones. But I mean, we do a lot of these coffee. You know, it, it's just matching the same temperature that we do all the time, and you can just see that it's on the same thing. So there's not a lot of need to look at it. You know, it's literally just sitting here, and uh, production roasting is sort of boring. You know, it's not something you think about in the foodie, <laughs> espresso, going to your favorite cafe sort of sense. Is that in order to produce that kind of volume of coffee, like it does take a lot of time. Well, and you also um, you also do boil it down to recipes and patterns and steps. Right. Such that just like baking a bunch of bread, you know, yeah. you spend a lot of time coming up with a recipe you like, yeah. and then you want to replicate that to give it to everybody. Yeah. So then you sit there in your oven and you're just, you know, three loaves at a time. You're limited by batch size. You're cranking it out. Bake, baking bread is a pretty good uh, analogy, I mean, especially when you think about you go to a grocery store and go to a grocery store and are um, oh, we about to do something here? This is second crack starting up. Oh, sweet. So tell me about second crack. The second crack is, is starting, it's where the oils are condensing down. This is basically where coffee becomes dark, like considered a dark roast. Um, we're gonna dump it here in about 10 degrees. Okay. Going up, so you can hear the second crack's really roiling. That's right, good. it sounds like campfire. Yeah. It's much more like, the it first does. one's more like popcorn. This one's much more about converting, you know, the what was the cell structure into carbon that does sound and more, getting there. more intense and yeah. Violent, even. So this is like this is a pretty dark roast that we're doing. This is, today, I mean, this will be at the end of kind of where we ever want to go with our coffees. Yep. Um, Why is that? Just because here I'm gonna dump it out. Oh, I wish I was recording that. I like the smoke on a on a dark roast when it comes out. Yeah. Let me take some pictures or something. Add them to the 
speed. Oh, I think I have pictures from before. I know I have video from before, so that'll work. Anyway, so yeah, we uh, we don't like to burn our coffee. You know, we have really nice coffee, so when we're doing a blend with nice coffee, it costs more money, and so we don't want to necessarily just burn all of the flavor out of it. I mean, there is a certain palate for having a darker roasted coffee. Why would you go dark? Like, what does that get for, for you compared to any any lighter on the scale? Uh, I mean, as far as it's just what people prefer. You know, some people prefer a darker roast. Sure, but in terms of the coffee itself, what is it like? What it, what is what is happening with the flavors? Oh, so a lot the of the dark. flavors have been um, transformed from kind of the original green fresh vegetable flavors to um, you know a lot of like citric acid and stuff like that that you taste, like the you know the orange juice flavors and things like that in coffees. Like that comes from the fresh acids in the in the fresh coffee that you're sort of activating with a light roast. Whereas those have been replaced, those are broken down, they're converted to oils, and then that you know would get burned off and turned into charcoal. Um, and you also, you're processing sugar a bit more when you get darker, yeah? Or what was that? Um, Stone? Yeah, I mean, you're past like the, you're past the caramelization stage, basically. You're getting in there and... Uh, odd guy there. Yeah, so there's a few Quakers in here. These just come from coffees that aren't sorted very well. Or, or as well, um, there's a natural Ethiopian, which are just totally common to have Quakers and that that type of coffee. Quakers are beans that just are a little bit dense or whatever, so they don't take the heat. Ah, okay. Um, you can talk to a proper Q uh, quality grader, Q grader. Yeah, we might do that sometime. Um, <laughs> or maybe by the time you get around to it, I'll take it in the closet. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do I want to touch on cooling at all? I mean, we've got yeah. So the beans are circulating now in the in the cooling bin we call it, and yeah. it's just like a you know an auger blade system that uh, is pulling air from this room down through the beans. Um, I'm flattening them out here so they cool evenly, kind of like rice cooking. You want it to just be flat. And, right. Um, coffee's all about consistency. In order to make good coffee and replicate it, you got to be consistent, and that's from all the way from the farms to the roasting to the cup and the preparation. So kind of if you do the same thing every time. It's also why I wipe the roaster down after every roast because mm. um, got to keep it clean. Nice. You know we don't want to we don't want to like overly clean it where it never seasons itself. Mm. But it's really important. Um, You've played coffee. A, there's a lot of weird, especially on these dark roasts like this. Yeah. Like there's a lot of weird resin and stuff like that that really gums up the machine. And the longer you let it sit, the harder it is to clean. Yeah. Um, like pine pine tar. You know yeah. you get a little bit on you wipe it off, but you get it like if you just kind of let it sit, it starts collecting dirt. I mean, you get that in in brewers at home too. When you oh yeah, got a. I did. I did the. I finally did the uh, ice plus salt Chemex cleaning. <laughs> oh yeah. The other day I put that video together. Works um, well. It's super effective. Yeah, I think you maybe need the to do that. Can't hear. Uh, can't, can't hear, hear how ugly that looks. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you brew. It's amazing. Lot, yeah, I did those oh. like two weeks or three weeks ago. Whenever we did that photo shoot. Yeah. The the that awesome one with the uh, the hip hop brewing. Oh yeah, that's right. No, that was like that was like over a month ago, man. It's been a heck of an October. Yeah. And, I can't and it's November. September. Yeah. Jeez. Valentine's Day. What? Yeah, I know. What happened to Christmas? Thank God that's over. Um, so you, in terms of cooling, you've you've played around with like spritzing water before? Yeah, that's kind of an old school Italian method. We've done some custom roasts for people that they want that quenching. Um, 
and that really like that when it's hot coffee because it's coming out you know mm -hmm. over well over 400 degrees and so you can you can spritz that with some fine um, you know we use cool. filtered water in it um, are you about to dump on next batch yeah just right keep it going cool got to do production yep uh, uh, anything more we want to share about well I just with the spritzing like I'm not convinced that it's a great system for something on our scale I you know when you have 400 pounds of coffee dipping yeah. out like you can just, like not you want it to cool off in a couple minutes yeah. and so that's a lot of temperature and a lot of airflow yeah. so I think if you have limited air capacity or limited motor size and stuff like that it's like some of the old school roasters I guess one thing I was I was curious about the reason I mentioned the uh, the dry ice thing before is just what is roasting yeah go for it uh, Jesse's on to his next batch production roasting folks um is is what if you instead of just the room air which is heated a bit of course right. by the you know oven that's in front of you <laughs> what if you can pull from like a freezer or something like that like pull right. freezer air through there does cooling it that much faster have any kind of positive benefits just curious i don't know uh, I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure i mean i know you have something like the loring machines those new ones um those are really nice they uh they have a secondary fan and a much deeper and much more aerodynamic um, cooling bin and yeah. it's pretty cool like, yeah. this fan's about 320 cubic feet per minute cfm and i think those other ones are about a thousand for basically the same size batch yeah double the size you know, like it cools off within 90 seconds a minute like woo yeah like, <laughs> that's pretty cool so, Huh. That'd be fun. Well, but this little thing—I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's built well. These cedar grocers are built really well, so yeah, it's not a it's cool, not an issue. Like it's any uh, I mean, any takeaways we can give to our listeners? I don't know. We didn't think about that. We're we didn't. I mean, there's, there's always that. a takeaway when I do these kind of tours and yeah. stuff like that. Is like it doesn't matter what your palate is and what you like about your coffee and how you drink your coffee it's just important to recognize like all the processes and all the care and love that goes into it yeah. it doesn't matter even what scale because the process we're doing here is the same yeah. as anywhere else so that batch was that just 10 pounds that we just did yep cool yeah and then you lose on these dark batches you know we lose about um what is it uh we're losing about 19 percent moisture on this batch probably okay so that um, means you're getting like four bags out of this 8.1 well, you're doing 12 ounce bags, so maybe you're getting 10 bags out of it. Yeah, this is wholesale, so it's pounds. Oh, okay, it's pounds. Gotcha. So we just do a lot of this and then weigh it out yeah. on the scales as it goes out. I'll just try to get some perspective. For those of you listening, you just listen to a nice dark roast, 15 minutes, and yep. it's just There's about... eight pounds here, so like yeah. eight retail bags of the store kind of thing. Or... Yeah. So that gives you an idea when you pick up a bag at the store, someone stood there Yep. and carefully, well, depending on who you're getting it from, someone stood there and... Watch well, right, we process. can talk about the politics of that. I'm happy to ramble. You got me cornered here while I'm working. There are also, like, really interesting, uh, way different roasters. Like, going through the shows like SCAA, you know, I'll, I'll of course, walk by those Coffee giant, gone. giant systems. Well, this is, like, industry show where they have these oh, yeah. giant roasting systems. Oh, yeah. Like where there's, like, cups on a conveyor belt that just kind of takes batches of coffee through. Yeah, these vacuum uh, systems, are, and so they'll, they'll put the hose, yeah. like, they'll have a hopper on the floor like screens on the floor that you just tear open a bag of coffee, yeah. 160 pound bag of coffee, and 
tear it open and dump the coffee into the grate and it gets sucked up a vacuum into the top of the roaster. And, um, yeah, I mean, fun. those those larger but still sort of traditional roasters like Allegro and stuff like that, I mean, they're, they're doing 500 pounds at a time. Wow. Uh, there's auger systems that start with, you know, the, the green beans at one end and the roasted beans at the other and they're just automated through time. You know, and when you get that large, the BTUs and the the labor right because really start adding up to, to be that, expensive same, when you're doing a, yeah. you know half a billion pounds of coffee a year an extra minute on the roast and that extra 15 minutes of somebody standing there i mean that that's a really tough thing to sort of i mean we're kind of drifting into a different subject here i mean touch on it slightly just the like i like to support this kind of work and work similar to it where you're working really closely everyone's involved like from the beginning to the end, there's yeah. real care and attention to it. Uh, but then you have to say, obviously when the business gets to a certain size, as you say, you have to economically start making different decisions. Perhaps, I mean, that's a Maybe. challenge I think we all have. You yeah. know? I mean, I, I, agriculture is weird. Um, when you get into mono agriculture and how we're doing that, it's the same reality. I mean, you have you know, these gigantic farm equipment and you have one person that can manage thousand acres pretty much on their own yeah you have gps you have self-driving tractors and everything now you know they're plotting to see where the fertilizers go and they're rejecting that yeah. all on a very scientific basis to keep the, the npk nitrogen phosphorus and, and potassium interesting um all on the same predictable level you know and the same thing i mean so coffee's no different and there's just a lot of people on the planet so there's scales that are not achievable by only love uh-huh. If we want it cheap and we want it there, yeah. But all right, yeah. If everybody in Seattle bought from Roasters R Scale or you know Puma or Velton or QED or what? Well, it'll be interesting to money. see if if that dynamic shifts at all after CoffeeCon. I don't know how much of an impact that's going to have, but or if we'll be able to observe it. I hope it does. I mean, I hope I hope it's an eye opener experience. Yeah. I think everybody that's going to be you know. I think it's really going to be an important show. It's up to us to prove that it's worth their time beforehand. But we're, you know, you get 40 or 50 roasters in the same room together, all kind of sharing what they do and what they care about. There's a lot of options there. There will be a lot of cool energy. At the very least, it'll be a really good opportunity for individuals to have a real good chance to discover what they really like in coffee, since you're going to have pretty much every option available. I hope we do, yeah. Yeah. So, cool. You know, well, it's, it's not a place to tell people how to drink coffee. It's a place to yeah. celebrate that we all Open drink the door. coffee. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, cool. So, so that's been uh, that's been roasting with conduit. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. It's kind of fun. Yeah, kind of. You have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.